Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh friends i hope i find you all in the best levels of health as you watch this i am umar yusuf this is your host for the show your favorite show in fact the buzz by soul hive i'm sure you've tuned into our past episodes and you've loved it and so we are here just to continue this beautiful show yet again alhamdulillah and i am absolutely doing well alhamdulillah i hope you are doing the same as well by the will of the almighty yes we are coming out of covid things seem like we are coming back to normal alhamdulillah we keep praying that things will get even better in the times to come yes we are yet facing some difficulties with the situation but i'm sure those difficulties will also eventually fade away time will definitely heal alhamdulillah today i'm going to miss my co-host samir yunus because he's busy covering the T20 World Cup in Dubai and I need to make a disclaimer here that I am not Samir Yunus I'm I'm going to miss him and I'm not going to be as great as him because he definitely has a born talent to you know compare and host beautifully with the, with his beautiful flow of English language I'm definitely not going to be to his standard I'm just going to be this floppy host today so please bear don't have high expectations so anyway I spoke to Samir and Samir yes he wanted to give you a message there is no episode without him so we're going to have a small message from our friend Samir Yunus from all the way from Dubai Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh the buzz by soul hive continues except this time it's going to be without me i understand you're going to miss me obviously but uh, don't worry sheikh uh, umar yusuf and sheikh akram nurmita here to discuss a very very lovely topic uh, this evening on on obviously the best man to have walked on earth the messenger of allah muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is rabiul awal obviously when this month comes around every masjid every sermon every program is about his lifestyle about his mission about his attributes and all the amazing things that our messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam is all about obviously i know it's not going to be the same without me i know that some of you will miss me most of you will miss me in fact but those of you who know me also know that i'm i'm not available i'm not in sri lanka right now i am in the uae 
uh, here as a reporter covering the ICC T20 World Cup that's going on right now. Having a good time, alhamdulillah, it's been a wonderful experience so far. But I do miss doing this show with you. So keep it locked in. Do watch today's episode. I'm sure it's going to be a very fruitful discussion with uh, other special guests as well. So enjoy it. Leave your feedback. And please miss me. Assalamualaikum. There you have, that was Samir. You know, thank you, Samir, for all that you do for us and the show. And Soul Hive at whole, you know, Alhamdulillah, you've been a great resource, a brilliant personality, Alhamdulillah. And yes, we miss you in the show here today. And we hope that you will be back soon, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah ease your work there and make things super comfortable. I mean, so without further ado, let's get straight to the conversation today inshallah ta'ala as the month of rabiul awal hits we know that this is a very special month for a very beautiful reason and that is the fact that it is established that prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam salawatu rabbi wasalamuhu alayhi was born and he passed away in this beautiful month so scholars of the past they have used this month to celebrate him and his mercy and that is what we're going to do today we're going to understand the prophet وسلم, in a very specific angle and we have beautiful guests who will be joining us today so in today's episode we're going to talk about the prophet وسلم, in, a, in a very different angle uh, and we should know that the prophet وسلم, is a very special person to all of us and he is by far the greatest human to ever walk on earth he excelled in every role that he played he left behind the greatest lifestyle for humankind to perhaps follow he won people by his character and you know today he's the most one of the most followed people in the world without a social media account and that's really surprising 1400 years later we still follow him we still follow his actions and we love him we respect him and we revere him and we should never underestimate talking about him every single time we talk about him we get more closer we get more beloved to the prophet and that is why we should keep talking about him every single time we can so that is what we're going to do today we're going to look at the prophet life in a very specific angle and we're going to talk about the prophet's mission to spread peace justice and you know his tolerance because this is something that is very needed uh, in the current context in the world that we live in especially with islamophobia and the other things going around so without a further ado let's get straight with the guests inshallah they have a special message to share with you with their experience yes and first of all i would like to welcome our first guest, which is who is uh, Suchit Abevikrama. Let me welcome him on the show and then uh, let me introduce him to you. Suchit, hi, Hello, how are you? Umar. I'm doing well, Umar. Salam from Ethiopia. I'm happy to connect today to this conversation. Thank you very much for joining all the way from Ethiopia. Let me introduce Suchit to all of you. Suchit uh, Abevikrama is an international trainer on interreligious dialogue and peace building. He has conducted training in different parts of the world in approximately 30 different countries. And now he's in Ethiopia. I'm sure he's doing a workshop or training there as well. Uh, he gives leadership to social movements and groups. Absolutely nice to be having him on the show as well. So, uh, Suchit, I'm sure you are in Ethiopia doing some community training and on, on social uh, you know, movements. Uh, what is up there in Ethiopia? 
Actually, I'm here with the Ministry of Education in Ethiopia. We are doing a training for the Ministry of Education to introduce a, a module or a common course for all university students across Ethiopia in 52 universities on peace building. Uh, so there's about, tw about 20 general course modules that all students are supposed to go through in the first year whether they're a medical student, whether they're a social science student, whether they're an engineering student. So into this, we are going to introduce a module on peace building, and I'm leading the training of trainers for that program. Right. Beautiful, Suchet. Uh, absolutely nice to be having you on this topic because I know that you will surely have a very beautiful uh, perspective to what you share because I, I've heard from you, I've listened to you uh, in many programs, and you've absolutely been brilliant and I'm sure you will do a great job today as well. So, so just coming straight to the conversation, there's a lot of things that been, that's been passed around about the Prophet peace be upon him. And you, I'm sure you know about him, you've learned about him, obviously talking about interreligious dialogue and uh, you know being involved in this religious scene, I'm sure you understand who the Prophet peace be upon him is. And in your lens of you know looking at him uh, as uh, you know as a person who you who is involved in peace and justice. I'm sure you know the Prophet, peace be upon him. And in your lens, who is the Prophet, peace be upon him? And what is that you like about him the most? Could you please enlighten us on that? Umar, there was a small disruption to the connection. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now perfectly. Okay. Um, I can go ahead and share my reflections. Um, Yes, I, I've, I I need to first disclaim that I, I am uh, not extremely well studied in Islam, but my work has been working through uh, interreligious dialogue approaches. So I, I've heard from many educated people, many colleagues of mine, and many uh, teachers of Islam, as well as teachers from different backgrounds, about the role of the Prophet uh, Muhammad and how he was uh, a, a transformer in the society that he lived in. Uh, so my reflections come from this orientation, not that I can claim to be uh, a, a academic or uh, somebody who has extensively studied the life of uh, Prophet Muhammad. Um, with this disclaimer, I'm very inspired by the role the Prophet Muhammad played in, the, in his time. Uh, what I understand is he lived in a time where there were tribal conflicts going on. Right, there were different uh, in the the Arabic world at that time. There were different warlords. There was different communities who were in conflict with one another. And in this time, he chose to lead a social reform movement. In a way, for me, I see it as a social reform movement that brought these communities together. Instead of fighting and being violent uh, against one another, he introduced teaching that helped them come together be more respectful to one another, uh, reduce the violence between the communities. I think that that social reform process is very important. Whatever the, the, the world we live in, in each situation, there is a need for us to do something different. So I'm, I'm seeing him in this light as somebody who questioned what it is there. He, he was questioning what he, he found around him and he found solutions to what he saw as problematic. He saw violence against women. He introduced certain practices to reduce that violence. He saw violence between communities. He introduced practices to reduce that violence. In that world, that's he was a solution-oriented person that tried to find solutions to reduce the violence and bring justice to people uh, in humane ways as possible. So 
I, that's what I find inspiring about the Prophet Muhammad, his role as a social reformer, how he was able to convince of people of his vision and bring communities together and, and build this uh, relationship between communities. And uh, the world we find ourselves in is slightly different to what the world was back then. Um, so I'm reflecting that, what does that mean? I think the role of the Prophet Muhammad was not the role of a follower. His life is not, he didn't follow. He led. He led by example. He led by virtues that he practiced in his teaching. He, what he talked, he tried to live in his actions. Uh, are we doing that is what I'm reflecting, whether whatever religion you belong to. Uh, I Am I doing that as a Buddhist? Are you doing that as a, a Muslim person? Um, are, are all other people inspired by the prophet doing that? Are we just being followers? For me, that, that's a reflection I'm having. That's something I'm thinking about. I think when we have these great teachers, sometimes we end up being just the follower. But I think that teaching is not just to be followers. The teaching is for us to lead, for us to live in this situation we find ourselves in, like they did in their times. When they intervened to see, when they saw violence, they intervened. When they saw injustice, they intervened. Are we doing that in our times? For me, it's not enough that we go to the mosque and pray. We need to put that teaching into practice. Prayer is important, but yes, at the same time, we need to carry that message out to the world. And when there is injustice in this world, when there's poverty outside the mosque, when you see the be people begging outside the mosque, how are we working not just by giving the money, but how are we changing the social structure that like he did? He created a social structure. He came up with the economic model to, to uh, ensure that there is no poverty in that community. Are we doing the same? I also know sir, there are certain teaching by him to respect the, the, teach, uh, the, the practices of other communities. He always ensured that we should not attack or disregard the beliefs of the other. Islam following that has gone through a vast expansion. So I think we need to also take his teaching and understand how when we live in in world in a society where there is different religious groups, different uh, cultural groups, how we live together with that respect to the other. They might not believe the same thing we do. Then how do we live together within that? Uh, the diversity in the at the time of Prophet Muhammad around him is very different to maybe the diversity we encounter in Asia right now, in these times, in this part of the world. So we shouldn't replicate exactly uh, the behavior or the solution. We should take his example and find solutions relevant to this situation. This is for me very important. The solutions that help us live together peacefully in justice at this point is what I take as the example he gave to me. Um, and I think, in this is what I feel that in whatever religion, faith should move us to look th at things critically. Faith is strong when we are able to act on that faith. Faith is strong when we are able to uh, question things around us. Faith is strong when we are able to open our heart to those who are suffering. Faith in the teaching and the teacher is strong when we are able to change the, li the life around us to be more compassionate, to be more truthful, to be more just towards one another. This is for me 
how uh, I see the practice of, of a great teacher being put into use. I, this is some reflections initially, Umar. I, I don't know if that's uh, uh, I'm, I'm being art very articulate, but these are some of the reflections I'm having as, as I listen to your question. Beautiful. Sujit, I should say that you've been amazing and you shared some great perspectives uh, that, you know, sometimes we as Muslims need to think about. And we, I mean, the Prophet, peace be upon him, we don't look at him as a person who is, you know, just relevant to Muslims. We look at him as a mercy to mankind. His message is something that has to be taken across to every household, no matter who you are, whether you are a Muslim or a non-Muslim, or you don't believe in Allah, or you don't believe in him, right? So we need to understand that his message was universal. And he, from the time he came, we should, we should see very optimistically that his you know, mission was to liberate humanity from corruption. There was so much of corruption that was going across, uh, you know, that was happening in the times of Jahiliya, in the times of ignorance, that, you know, they used to bury their daughters, they used to, you know, uh, you know, take away rights of women. And likewise, they used to, you know, take away all people's rights, you know, the, the vulnerable ones. They were isolated, they were cornered. The Prophet, peace be upon him, in fact, came in and he liberated them and he took them out of their struggles. He stopped uh, and, you know, he intervened. He questioned the authority, the power, and he said a word of truth against the power just to liberate humanity. And he also, we know that he, he saved humanity from slavery at that time. You know, one of his main mission was to, uh, you know, take, uh, I mean, relieve the world from slavery and that he did it beautifully. He did it successfully in a very progressive approach. And I know that, you know, when you come up with uh, rulings like this at once, it might be harsh. It can be very hard for the community to practice. So that is why he had a very systematic approach throughout his life for 23 years. He ensured that, you know, he had a plan in mind. He had strategy in mind in what he did. And, and as a matter of fact, like you said, he was a beautiful personality, uh, you know, and he, he led community initiatives and he saw that, you know, in the community, there is no conflict especially amongst those tribal uh, tribes that they had that existed in, in the, back in the time. You know, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, migrated to Medina, he, you know, there were different tribes, right? So there was some disunity amongst these tribes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, intervened and ensured that they stayed together at all times. And likewise, there are a number of incidents we can talk about from the life of the Prophet, peace be upon him, in terms of what you have spoken about absolutely right what you've said whatever you've said there are beautiful examples we can show from the life of the prophet peace be upon him so just one last question before i let you go inshallah ta'ala uh, can you tell us how can we use the prophet's message as a means to inspire peace amongst different communities we see that you know we live in a multicultural community not only here in sri lanka across the globe we we live in a different world these days, right? Where we are exposed to the global world. We are exposed to social media where everybody lives together, right? So it's like a global village, which is multicultural. How can we use the Prophet's message to inspire peace amongst these communities? Thank you, Umar. Um, one thing, uh, just exactly as you said, if the message is universal, our application has to be universal. Universal in that when we see injustice around the world, we need to speak up for injustice. Doesn't matter whether it's a person in Ethiopia, whether it's a person in Sri Lanka, whether it's a person across the world in the US that's suffering. 
feeling injustice. We need to speak for them. We need to stand with them. We need to be in solidarity. Doesn't they? They don't need to be Muslim to for us to do that. When somebody is suffering around the world, we need to be in solidarity with them. I think that's for me the universality that you mentioned. When we can also apply it universally, the teaching is universal. Then we need to apply it universally. Uh, sometimes we we get caught up in identities. We think, okay, we need to 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 sell, help the people in our own community. For me, I think that's a limited understanding of a teaching. The teaching is universal teaching, then our application needs to be the, the universal. So when we see poverty in different communities, whether it's in, in uh, the Buddhist community in Sri Lanka, the Sinhalese or the Tamils, the estate sector in Sri Lanka, let's take an example of the estate sector. They've lived in Sri Lanka in poverty for so many years. They've supported the great economy of the tea, uh, uh, tea economy for the, one of the main exports of Sri Lanka. But that community is suffering through many ways. They suffer because of poverty. They suffer at lacks, lack of access to quality education. How do we respond to that? I'm not a estate Tamil. You are not a estate Tamil. Should we be compassionate about it? Should we be in solidarity with them? Should we transform our social society to make sure that the Tamils in the estate sector live a quality life? I think that that's the universality of the teaching. That's how we start to uh, build a better world for ourselves and for the other. Um, in Sri Lanka, we live in a society that's majority Sinhalese and then different minority groups. And this has been used by different groups for identity-based politics. I think it's important that we transcend those identity divides and work together uh, against these div divisive factors. Today, as you know, there has been appointment of, of a, a very uh, disruptive figure in the social fabric of Sri Lanka in the official position from the president. I denounce that. Uh, and at the same time, I think we need to be in solidarity to, to one another and support each other. I've stepped out to, uh, and done, as you said, some social actions at times when there has been different uh, groups that have been very hateful towards one another. And that has to come. I don't step out when my community is attacked, actually. I have never done that so much. I step out when the other community is attacked. This is what I want from the Muslim community also. Step out when other communities are attacked. And that will bring you respect. The other communities will bring, come closer to you and work with you and protect you as the same as well. I think this is the thinking I have. This is the teaching uh, and the inspiration I get from Prophet Muhammad to, to look at life, same as from my own Buddhist practice. This is how I look at it. This is the application I see of, of uh, the teachings of great teachers. That's that's pretty much, uh, pretty beautiful, subhanAllah, that you have shared some amazing insight about how we need to, you know, share solidarity amongst different communities, just like how the Prophet, peace be upon him, did. Yes, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he, I mean, even if justice has to be shown uh, against himself, he used to uh, show it, right? That was the message of the Quran, and that is what he lived by, even if there were two people who, who were from different faith, who came to seek justice from the Prophet, peace be upon him, he ensured that justice was served. People in his time, absolutely, they were people, who, there were different people from different communities. And they came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, seeking justice because they knew that, look, 
we are going to the right person to seek justice here right the prophet peace be upon him even if it was against a, a person from his own community he used to stand up for justice that is what he lived by right he used to stand in solidarity wherever there is injustice and that is what we should be standing against right perhaps we should uh, we should be able to stand up for one another uh, you know show good character and kindness towards one another and that's what will take us you know uh, towards success as a community uh, in the country that we live in in sri lanka you know we have different races different cultures different religions yes but you know if we take the prophetic mission in into our hearts seriously i'm sure we'll be able to walk across walk towards future more peacefully that is what the prophet peace be upon him did you know in medina uh, in the medina city we had different communities the jews were there the christians were there but as soon as he arrived and as he established his community he ensured that he signed treaties with other communities so that he can stay intact with them and he could stay together with them and make medina coexist uh with everyone together so with that message in mind it was beautiful that you shared your perspectives about the prophet peace be upon him and how he inspires you uh, as an individual i'm sure uh, it you. has inspired many other people thank you very much for joining us today thank uh, you man just to, nice to have had you just to add also that i met many great uh, practitioners of islam that inspires me also so they follow the practicing uh, the teaching of the prophet and then they are uh, they've been wonderful partners to work with in the our fight for justice and peace in this country uh, so i i really see that there are many people who put this teaching into very good practice and and that's what we need more and more thank you mark uh, and i think we need to create awareness amongst people about this and we need to reach grassroots and uh, let, let people know that you know we have to do this uh, and we need to walk out of the bubble of being just us within our community because that is a very common thing in our different communities you know in our, in even amongst other people buddhists and hindus we find ourselves fragmented and isolated we have no common platform to come together for a special cause and and special causes can be national causes that will unite us all regardless of our faith race or religion and if we stand by each other uh, for these national causes that would be definitely a means for us to come together and show solidarity for one another and that was what the prophet peace be upon him did back in the time and uh, and you perfectly nailed it in fact of in fact by telling us how we need to uh, come together in solidarity with one another thank you very much sachit before you go uh, let me get in sheikh arkam sheikh arkam are you here so that you can uh, say hi to him sheikh arkam assalamu assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening wa alaikum assalam good to see you sheikh nice nice to share the platform with you guys it's very nice thank you very much sheikh so suchit uh, thank you suchit for thank sharing your uh, you know uh insight on you know our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam thank you very much thank you big thank you umar thank you sheikh have a good, continue the conversation that is very important may it inspire you to be transformed and may everyone be more peace and just in this world thank you amen thank you very much that's suchit for all of you thank you very much suchit for joining us today it was nice having you and next up we have a special guest today uh, who needs no introduction sheikh arkam nuramit 
the general secretary of the ACJU, uh, Alhamdulillah, he has been amazing in his service to the community, quite busy with different initiatives, uh, working for the community day and night despite his personal struggles. Alhamdulillah, he's been an amazing personality and we've, ha we've, we've, we've had him in Seoul Hive at different occasions and today we have him yet again, Alhamdulillah. So, Sheikh Arkham, Assalamu Alaikum, how are you? How's things? How has uh, life been post-COVID? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Actually, uh, challenges keep us busy, so that's good. When we are busy, we remember Almighty more. <laughs> right, Alhamdulillah. That's 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 really great. Uh, I see that you are quite busy working with the community and I'm sure now there, there are other challenges that have popped up every day there are new challenges I'm sure <laughs> uh, that will keep you more busy inshallah may Allah, may Allah ease your struggles and may Allah make it easy for all of you um, yes, uh, Sheikh Arkham, talking about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we know that this Allah is the month uh, in which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was born. And it is established that the scholars that they spoke a lot about the Prophet, peace be upon him, in these months uh, because it is a special month and it can be used as a special tool to convey the message of the Prophet to uh, other people, especially from other communities. Yes, today we are going to focus on a little bit of a different angle, uh, just like how Suchit addressed uh, because we see that a lot of the scholars, a lot of the leaders in the community don't address it from this perspective. And I think we should talk about it as well because we live in a community where different communities live and we live in a multicultural community. So talking about this whole concept of justice and peace of the community, let me come to this conversation from uh, this question, right? We know that the Prophet Wasallam's message of Islam was spread over 23 years of life and he succeeded, subhanAllah. Over the years, over the years, these years, 23 years, he succeeded getting over 124,000 people into Islam. And a lot of people, a lot of people, yes, they were, they were convinced by the message of Islam. And even if they did not come into this, come into Islam, they were convinced by his message because that was so beautiful. Sheikh Arkham, can you tell us how uh, and what was the key approach he took for this success? Because it's not easy to attain that success in just 23 years of life. What approach did he take and, and what do you think uh, we should do to bring that approach into our lives? Bismillah uh, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala al mursaleen wa ala alihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yubideen ama ba'd. Uh, thank you very much, Umar, for inviting me and actually uh, to share a platform on a topic where our beloved Master Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I actually feel really honored to speak about him, uh, the greatest human being chosen by Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala made him as a role model for the entire humanity. So we have been blessed to follow him, we have been blessed to love him, we have been blessed to know him. Uh, this is the one of the greatest blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us is that knowing this great individual who lived and who is actually waiting for us in the day of Qiyamah insha'Allah in order to intercede on behalf of all of us. So let I first I want to st start this uh, you know session by 
asking Almighty Allah, this session should become a wasila, a means for us to get the shafa'at of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the day of Qiyamah, insha'Allah. And we are our entire generation till the day of Qiyamah who will love and follow and convey his message to the entire humanity. So this is a wish and a hope of every believer that we should love him and our generation must love him and follow him and convey his message to the humanity. Okay, again, if you come and look at uh, this question in a different angle, one of the main uh, perspective is that uh, there was a divine blessing from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and guidance from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that his message was conveyed in a most effective manner. So that is one perspective that there's a divinity in that there was a divine blessing that that's the reason where the message was very effective. There's another perspective that we look at this, his approach, his practical approach and how he approached every individual, understood every individual's, uh, you know, and what type of psychology and then he knew the emotions of the people and he understood them. That's something very important. When you convey a message, if you don't understand the people, uh, their background and what, it, what their real uh, need and their suffering and challenges, that you will not be very relevant to them. So uh, one is the divine blessing and guidance from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second, our beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very relevant to the people that he uh, invited and the message that he conveyed. Uh, those who actually opposed him, they opposed him uh, very rarely. There are very few people who opposed him honestly. They opposed him because of political reasons. They opposed him because they were really jealous about the leadership is, you know, is shifting. They did not oppose because the message was not relevant and message is not clear. So, and then again, uh, people who accepted and opposing again, there is a divinity in that, uh, that you, we all believe that if without the tawfiq of Almighty Allah acceptance, you will never be guided. So that 23 year uh, of his conveying his message, there's a very beautiful book I was just rushing through uh, when preparing for this session is that Nadaratun Naim fi Makarimi Akhlaqi Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it's about 18 volumes where they detail go through every character of our beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says that innaka ala khuluqin azim that you are upon great character akhlaq actually Mufassirun very clearly say that khuluqin ala khuluqin azim means that you are above the great character you are above the uh, you are not just possessing that you are above it you know Allah means here it is you are in top of it that means there's nothing above so one of the main thing uh, his message was successful was he was he believed in what he conveyed many a time what happened when you are conveying a message sometimes the person who is conveying the message himself is not really a strong believer of it so he had that firm conviction in what he's conveying. Yeah, that's what Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on the journey of Mi'raj. Uh, first thing sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that says, you know, the verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, 
amana rasul bima unzila ilayhi mir rabbi first the revelation was revealed to our beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then amana rasul that the first person who believed and who had conviction on the message was our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself so when you believe in a cause and when you have that conviction then it it you know you actually transform your entire behavior and actions will start reflecting and emulating that cause so is unfortunate sometime we convey a message but we don't really believe in it we really do have a problem in understanding it we do really have a issue in uh, you know being firm and steadfast on it so the 23 year uh, of mission and in my understanding is that we need to first believe in our cause and have firm conviction that this is the reason this is one expect of it then i i actually mentioned two things one he understood the 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 people very well so he could relate to them and he was sincere and he had so much of belief in conviction so that every action of him it was presenting that mission that he came for so uh, that's not a easy thing to be you know continually being step fast in a mission uh, that's very important there have been a lot of successful people even in this century you know we speak about many people but you know to have that continuously believe in a cause for so many years and then keep you know uh, you know keep preaching that conveying that message and you don't see a results that's that's very difficult you know the first 13 years was very difficult stage for beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam but he did not lose hope and then he never gave up on that mission and that almighty allah and our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam expect that type of attitude from us as well you know following his sunnah loving him is one of the things that we should also you know carry this mission this is a one of the reasons sallallahu alaihi wasallam final messenger and there's not going to be uh, you know messengers rasuls who's going to come after the reason the mission of the messengers that each believers have to carry that mission and it have to continue so he has left that and we become great umma a great nation that uh, you know uh, people who live in a era uh, who are the followers of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam because ukhrijat lin nas ta'muruna bil ma'ruf wa tanhawna 'anil munkar so we carry this mission so we need to have that same uh, you know perseverance and conviction and then sincerity uh, when we convey the message but unfortunately uh, the religion you know when suchit was talking about it it's not uh, just a tradition or a culture or, or or that we just you know follow and things like that it is that it has to transform us you know it is that what we believe in it so that's very important it's just not a tradition that we follow it is not just you know uh, we think it's an act of worship no that should become our mission uh, you know loving him and then following him and conveying his message so that 23 year period has been a real you know if you're going to go detail there are so many challenges that he have faced but uh, for my understanding my reading i feel these are the very three important uh, characters attitude that our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam had and in the quran itself almighty says that 
you know, there's a lot of challenges. You're going to have challenge. So it is a continuation of a mission. So the challenges that we are facing, you know, the life of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sira is a motivation for everyone who is in the field of, you know, reforming themselves. Actually, sometimes we think um, uh, reformation has to come in the community. Reformation has to come in the world. But the, every individual who is striving towards reformation in the society and community should not forget themselves. That the reformation should come first within you and that and there is no end for it. You don't think, okay, I have been reformed now, I'm okay, so fine, then I need to reform others. No, it is a continuous effort. Uh, that is only considered as the biggest jihad, jihadun nafs. That is every single day we need to have the struggle. So our youngsters, sometimes it's very easy to take a slogan and say, you know, uh, we want to do jihad and we want to establish caliphate, justice and all that. But they forget themselves. They are not just within them. They are not just within around them. So I, I will be talking about it later. But just very important point is that, that we should not forget ourselves here. The reformation should begin uh, within us. So that's where we can actually uh, reform ourselves and others around. Beautiful, Sheikh. Uh, I also want to add on that a little bit. I think that apart from the things that you mentioned, I also see that overall what played a big role uh, for his success is that uh, his character, his beautiful uh, attitude, right? His welcoming attitude towards the other people. Because when he came with the message of Islam, it was a very new message and it was very contrary to the practices of Jahiliya. And at that time, you need leniency. You need you need a very soft approach as to how you need to go about it, right? So yes. we see that a lot of people, you know, they they live out of Islam today, even in the name of Islam, right? Even with a Muslim name, we we have a lot of people who are out of Islam who don't practice Islam in their lives today. But what I see is also happening within the community is that we are distancing people away from Islam by using a very hard approach because we want people to be in a certain way. But that was not the prophetic way of establishing Islam or justice. That is something that we have to understand because Allah also says that in the Quran, Right? Allah says that uh, if you had a hard heart, if you did not have a soft approach, if you did not have the best character within you, they would have run away from you. So we have a lot of rules with us, yes. And, and it's not right upon us to, I think, you know, try to enforce those rules on other people. And, and what we need at this point of time is you know, a very soft approach, a very welcoming approach to all people around us. Because we have different people with different experiences, different level of exposure. Their knowledge is limited. So we need to be understanding of all that fact before, you know, we try, uh, you know, push our message forward to another person. And that is where I see us failing, you know, establishing peace, justice and all what we want to say from the life of the Prophet ﷺ to other people to inspire them. What is also important in this process is hikmah, is wisdom, you know, that 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 lenient approach that you need to. Uh, push into your uh, in, into your message that will you know eventually get people come towards your message and I think that was one thing very special from the, the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he you know he did not 
uh, just because he lives he's going to leave for a very short period of time he did not rush his effort where you know he in, enforced and tried to force other people to come towards islam in fact his soft approach later helped him uh, get a, a lot of other people come to into islam because people were impressed with his soft approach so the first 13 years even if people did not come he was still soft he was still nice to them he was still uh, you know he had the best character towards them that eventually later on you know when people start to come into islam they they realized that you know the prophet was still such a soft hearted beautiful person with amazing character and that is why they started uh, accepting islam and we know that you know when the prophet sallallahu uh, when he went into madina there were some of the jews who came to see the prophet sallallahu and when they saw the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his character how he embodied it they said that you know we weren't concentrated on the message the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was giving when he was talking they were concerned about they were they were concentrated and they were looking at how he mannered himself how he looked how he, how beautifully he presented himself and that act itself took them to islam so we need to understand that you know uh, living in this world where we have different people with different cultures different behavioral attitudes exposure we need to understand that we need to be soft we need to be lenient we need to be well mannered in order for other people to accept us and to accept the message of the prophet peace be upon him and i see that we are chasing people away so thank you very much sheikh for that uh, message that was a very beautiful one and i would like to ask you uh, another question that is the fact that you know in the world we have this norm that no matter how beautiful how successful how amazing your message is there's always going to be one person who's going to be against it and there were so many people against the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, back in the day as well when you are doing good there's definitely going to be opposition right that's that's the nature of the world that's how allah has created this world right so yeah. we have to understand that uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam took effective steps to fight it what actions did the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam take uh, back in the day to tackle this and this could be a very relevant message for us as we fight modern day islamophobia what would you say sheikh uh, yes sumar i actually uh, say that you are, you mentioned about sallallahu alaihi wasallam's akhlaq and then again his character uh, specifically you mentioned his lean leanness you know he was very soft fa bima rahmatin min allah lintalahum the softness and then the kindness uh, that's very important when you, when you look at it how sallallahu alaihi wasallam treated those who opposed him uh, you can look at this again one on a spiritual aspect on a spiritual perspective that he never forget to make dua for them each and every one who hated him and what he said fa innahum la ya'lamun they do not know about it they do not know the message about it we know when he went to taif when he had no hope in makkah he thought okay taif is a group of people who are very intelligent you know successful people worldly wise let me go and convey this message he was rejected not only rejected he was you know humiliated there but even at that moment he had so much of hope in their generations and then he told almighty allah fa innahum la ya'lamun they you know do not know they don't understand so on a spiritual perspective that uh, we must always you know our beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam have taught us that we connect combine our physical and our worldly uh, human effort with the spiritual you know uh, connection together you know we connect it spiritually and then 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never missed it it was it was fard upon him uh tahajjud prayer so it was continuously you know sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to exert completely you know and one of the main reason for that you know spiritual exercise on prayer and dua that is that, that he actually made dua individually for every haters everyone who opposed him he made dua for them because he had very he had pure love for the humanity he had pure love actually even those who hated him he had love towards them and whenever he had opportunity to interact with them again he had that beautiful approach like you said he was very soft he was not you know rushing and trying to prove an argument you know he was only was trying to convey the message you know many a time what happen in our approach we try to prove our point and we have a argument it's not proving our point it is how can we win over the other person that's very important and i know you know it similarly like you know even the quran says uh, about you know kabura al mushrikeen ma tad'uhum ilay that it it's not going to be easy there will be a group of people who because some people oppose it because they do not have the right understanding they being given wrong information you know they have been mis you know uh, misinformed about islam so sometime when they are honestly opposing and when they keep searching for it and we have found umar ibn khattab radiyallahu an is one of them he was you know opposing it honestly because he thought our beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam is creating mayhem because the ummah the quraish was united through his message they were disunited so he did not like that he did not like like he he had this leadership character so he was honestly opposing it but when he understood the message when he understood the mission and then again is combined with the dua of our beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so we cannot differentiate we do not know who is honestly opposing or who, who who you know who really uh, and who is doing it for a political reason so uh, we we cannot differentiate it we cannot label them so we as people who are conveying this message who is you know carrying this mission of our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam we should look at all of them equally that they have not understood the message so we must pray for them making dua in that approach and whenever we get a opportunity we should make use of it convey the message because if they are human being human being have you know emotions they are they have feelings so there are moment when they are down you can of course convey the message they will understand they will actually you know go along with that so that's very important when it come to islamophobia it's very unfortunate that you see in social media uh, you know sometime our youngsters we just keep you know adding comment tit for tat and then we forget that in the name of defending our beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and defending his beautiful mission that we are you know our behavior or we are we actually damaging his image and damaging his mission because we do not follow uh, the proper teachings of our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam when conveying message when sharing information when addressing people you know our beloved rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam was very very beautiful so again Uh, look at islamophobia will never end that will always be there that is a motivating factor it should motivate you because 
that is the opportunity where you have to keep working you have to keep conveying the message in a different way having hope that if they don't understand that you know uh, you know others will understand and actually our many scholars and you know recently uh, sheikh hasan farid uh, you know we you, we all know a popular speaker in sri lanka in tamil language you know he speaks a lot about you know uh, da'wa and all of that i think even his your dad's classmate they they studied together at the same period sheikh hasan farid he was saying you know we as muslims we were very comfort with our religion and we were just practicing and doing what we want we did not convey this message so now almighty has given you opportunity when these haters who you know oppose islam when they misquote islam this is opportunity where allah is creating for us that we read we learn and then we convey the right message so islamophobia is a blessing that's what i feel uh, after 911 in the western world you know large number of honest and good people you know people like you know suchit was saying they know people who are living for a cause who is living for humanity who wants justice they are you know they have been carrying different messages but their honest feeling is towards humanity and towards the community so they embrace islam we see beautiful you know there are journalists who travel to many part of the world they thought those people are terrorists and extremists these people see their behavior and akhlaq they become you know followers of islam and they become the ambassadors of islam so i think islamophobia is blessing and it has been there in the time of bilal rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it's going to be right through but this is opportunity for us to you know follow and relate and you know it's easy to say that when but someone when they hurt your feeling you have to be patient and having perseverance and this is what abdullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did we all know a you know a famous story where this old ladies keep you know scolding bilal sallallahu alaihi wasallam a long uh, you know walk in makkah for the whole time about rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not utter a single word in the end he said you know the same person who are you and the same person whom you are talking about it so that's 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 not easy but we need to try and do that beautiful shek uh, and i should say that you know it's it's amazing looking at the life of the prophet sallallahu there is so many incidents like this uh, as you said islamophobia is a blessing in disguise for us to pass the message of islam yes we understand that uh, it has been a beautiful opportunity for us to share the message of islam to other people and a lot of people on the counter side are also learning about islam because this thing keeps up coming on and off right so maybe allah is enlightening so many other people about the message of islam through islamophobia itself and for us muslim what is important is that we should not get agitated by this you know counter force that is created because it's an opportunity for us on our side what we need to do is we need to be very tolerant and that is what sheik arkam also said and one incident that i would like to quote uh, before i go to the next question is sheik you know that there is this incident of uh, the, the the son in law of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam zainab radhiyallahu anhu's husband and, and her husband Abul is a very beautiful story abul as yes uh, and and i think that is a story that we need to learn from a lot you see that man uh, abul as he stood against the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam against him in the battle of badr and he was against the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in battle and subhanallah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam i'm cutting sh- short the story it's a it's a long story you can read about it from the hadith it's amazing right so for a long time even though 
it was the daughter of the daughter uh, i mean the husband of the daughter of the prophet sallam he still did not instruct his daughter to get divorced or anything of that sort he did not bring up that discussion and the, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam honestly welcomed him as his son in law for a very long time and he was very tolerant with him right so much so that he was held as a captive and he still had that worry for him you know that, that is still my son in law and he was he spent sleepless nights because his son in law was held as a captive subhanallah and and later on when they said that you know you can uh, you know give ransom and get yourself freed zainab radiyallahu anha herself when uh, you know when she was uh, she sent you know her necklace to free her own husband subhanallah and when the prophet sallallahu was trying to migrate to medina he uh, sallallahu alaihi wasallam never instructed never instructed zainab radiyallahu anha to join uh, him in this mission of migration because he knew that zainab radiyallahu anha had her husband uh, with her uh, back in makkah so she will not be able to travel later on after the battle of uh, badr when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam requested uh, uh, this abul as to send her uh, send his daughter back to medina that is when uh, zainab radiyallahu anha migrated uh, back to medina and what we understand is from this beautiful story it's a long story read it it's a beautiful one uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam even at his own household he showed a lot of tolerance even if it even if the if that son in law uh, came against him waged war against him the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam still ensured that he he you know maintained his composure and he showed good character towards him and good you know tolerance towards him which eventually made him embrace islam and that is the attitude we need we have people coming against us pounding on us they will come one after the other and that's the challenge of dunya dunya is challenging dunya we will have a lot of people coming against against us right uh, we'll have people blaming attacking the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we'll have people criticizing the rules of islam but yet the more we stay tolerant the more we stay strong the more successful we become so sheikh jazakumullah khair as a last question uh, i would like to ask you that you know uh, we are hitting one hour maybe we will finish in maximum 10 minutes inshallah taala uh, a lot of muslims we praise the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam right and we talk of him we defend him but i feel we aren't doing enough right how can we allow the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to influence us more how can we become more beloved to him and how can we become more closer to him i see that we're just talking about him every single time the rabula welcomes every uh, you know every juma we speak about him and and there's a lot of talk there's no action there's no you know there's nothing that we do more than that what can we do to, for him to influence us more uh, actually uh, may allah subhanahu wa taala grant me and all of us you know the opportunity to emulate him and follow him and then carry and convey this message properly you know uh, following him emulating him being part of it again i always want to just touch that again you we we need to be you know bliss to do that it is tawfiq of allah subhanahu wa taala then once again uh, it is connected with our iman and faith and laqad kana lakum fi rasulillah uswatun hasana liman kana yardu allah wal yawm al akhir if our mission if our vision is just this worldly life then it becomes very difficult for us to follow sallallahu alaihi wasallam and those actions will not come so unless we 
con you know convert ourselves you know we live in this world you know islam is a, such a beautiful religion it doesn't say that you forsake this religion you don't live a beautiful life no but that should not become our mission and vision in our life that should not become the purpose of our existence that should be that we need to you know do everything for sake of allah even our beautiful life in this world we are you know doing whatever for our worldly need that also should become you know for sake of almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that la yu'minu ahadukum hatta akun hatta yakuna hawahu taba'an lima ji'tu bi that our iman will not be completed unless our desires start following the message of sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that's one part that we are we need to con continuously remind one another that our purpose sometimes we forget about it uh, and that we can really see when there is a wedding taking place and the way things goes on when we are being put up with a challenge because it becomes very easy to solve a problem if our objective in this world is akhirah it becomes very difficult to solve a problem in this world if our objective is this temporary world because nobody will forgive nobody will tolerate because their whole life they want to win in this world they will win this world even we, we speak about the Medina charter sallallahu alaihi wasallam spoke about the minorities right and he actually educated the muslims said that they will not you know in day of qiyamah they will be punished if they you know be unjust towards a minority so you know it's always connected because in this world it's very difficult you know you cannot you know uh, justify justice you cannot really have justice in this world but we can try but the real justice you're going to get it in akhirah so one of the main uh, expect you know one of the main thing that we if you want to follow or if you want to come out of it we see that we, we can just we cannot just say that we love rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam we praise about it but we our heart and minds are not Allah and Akhirah. So that's the important point that we need to, you know, internalize that part of it. Then again, talking about him and then, you know, teaching our children, sending salawat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then these are acts which will definitely, you know, we, we should keep talking about him. You know, it's not only in, in month of Rabiun al-Awwal, you know, it's, it has become so much. We, we cannot forget sallallahu alayhi wasallam because after every adhan, we say, After every adhan, In every salah, Muhammad So we cannot forget him. You know, it is it is embedded within our entire system that five time prayer after every adhan, we say, Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. That again, it is connected. So uh, we cannot forget him, but we, we must try and see that how can we internalize him. You know, that's very important, loving him, that our heart should crave uh, for him. You know, we should crave that. You know, we should actually uh, believe uh, that and see that, you know, uh, so that will become very automatic and very easy. And then we have another aspect of it is that Outwardly, it's very easy for us to imitate him. That is very easy. We can mimic him and, you know, imitate him, you know, have the beard. It's, it's sunnah. It's, you know, it's encouraged. And then wearing turban, it is sunnah. It is encouraged, you know. 
Uh, these are things, it's easy. But, you know, like I said, our beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how he tolerated others. Quran says, وَجَعَلْنَا بَعْضَكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ fitna." So we, we are unable to tolerate one another. Spouses, we find difficult to tolerate one another. Our children, parents and children, we don't tolerate. We don't tolerate our neighbors. We don't to tolerate our siblings. You know, this, this is when, whenever you are being placed with a challenge, you need to reflect, go back and see what was the approach of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You mentioned about Abu al-As ibn Rabi'ah. You know, later on he became Muslim. But you see, it is, it is a huge challenge, uh, his own son-in-law. But then how did he handle that? So we need to internalize it. And then what happened, we, we all of us have a say, you know, we, we look at things uh, very, we, you, you know, we uh, put a blanket statement. We all have a stereotype things. You know, we cannot do that. You cannot stereotype. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's own, you know, uncle was not a Muslim, right? And his son-in-law, there was a lot of challenges. So sometimes we, we all have expectation. And then this is something very difficult. We are not practicing Islam. We are not loving our beloved Rasulullah We are not following a sunnah to impress those around us. No, never. It's not an expectation, a standard. It's very unfortunate. Sometimes a father, he wants his son to be, you know, someone. When he's behaving, he's more upset. Not because his son is disobeying Almighty Allah. He's upset about what is my neighborhood is going to say about it. What is my, you know... It's more upset about it. It's, 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 it's very difficult sometimes, you know, the peer pressure and community. So we need to change that because the hidayah is not in our hand. And, you know, you cannot give that. It is from Taufiq of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But whoever they are, whatever ideology they have, whatever thinking they have it, you know, it is Islam and the sunnah of beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to respect them, tolerate them. And if their actions are, you know, not according to, according to, you know, it's according to Islam or it is haram or something like that, we need to hate the act, not the person. We need to hate the act, not the person. Unfortunately, like you say, we have a very hard approach. We, all this hard approach come in because we, we feel that, you know, uh, we can control, we have to force, everybody has to do the way they want it. No, it is, it is the hidayah is from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So only thing is we have to say that we need to pray, you know. So bringing this in is that whenever you have been placed, if you can connect and go back to Seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in every injunction, you will definitely find something. You will definitely find, you know, as we, all of us, you know, if you take basic, uh, another point tomorrow before I go in, it's sometimes very unfortunate. Uh, when we are looking at someone else, we are very good at teaching him his Islam because every one of us have been presented with a different sunnah and different Islam for us. You know, as I am a spouse, uh, if I am a husband, you know, for me, Islam is different. And then for my wife, Islam is a different Islam. Different Islam means, you know, the basics are as it is, but the approach and our, our, our you know, our priorities are different. So, but as a husband, I know, I, 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 I'm well versed with the priority of my wife. I always start preaching and I expect her to live up to that standard. But I forget about my priority and my standard, which is placed by our beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As citizens, sometimes if you look at Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
individually. Now, when we speak about peace, when you speak about tolerance, when you speak about justice, we expect justice. Yes, of course, the leaders, the rulers have to be just. There's no, you know, two word about it. But are we just within our family, within our community, in small areas which is being given? Are we a bias or we are very transparent, accountability? Do we have all this? It's, it's very sad to say that, you know, we, we start criticizing the people with authority, they are not just. But when we have been placed with a small challenge of deciding, you know, sometime even in office, you know, there are two people have come, two candidates, you are interviewing them for a, for a what do you call, for a, you know, a job, for, the, for a uh, job, then what happens you, if you can be really transparent and if you can be just looking at their, you know, credential and then you appoint them or you're doing or a favor based on that person spoke to you this person spoke to you these are basic things so i think uh, uh, that's that's where you can uh, you know uh, follow sallallahu alaihi wasallam and connect it I, I i'm sorry i think i dragged a bit long but this way we can internalize and follow and that is the best way and and we all make mistakes and we must be open to that and then when someone else advise let us take up that and try never ending till end we keep trying inshallah of course jazakallah khair sheikh you never took a lot of time of course we would love to hear a lot more from you no problem but uh, i would like to stress on one point that you uh, said sheikh that it was very beautiful that you shared that the fact that we need to internalize his passage internalize his love within our hearts i, I see that a lot of people are worried about uh, you know external affairs of the religion the cosmetic side of it where you you know you are worried about i mean we, we label people to be people who follow the prophet only when you have the external side of it you know the outlook of it right whether it's the whether it's the dress or the beard or the cap or whatever but internally we have not worked on it we have not become closer to the prophet in terms of character in terms of conduct i see that a lot of us a lot of us i mean i won't be wrong if i say that every single one of us we are far behind in terms of emulating and bringing and internalizing the prophetic character and tradition within our hearts. I think that is what we should work on for the next generation. We should stop judging other people based on how they look. And we should and also encourage other people to stop uh, you know, judging people based on their looks and look, into more, look more into the real uh, core of the message of Islam and the, the core of his character and try to internalize it within us. And I see that a lot of the fitna that we are causing in this world is because we have not internalized it. We have not got close to the Prophet's message in terms of, uh, I mean, in terms of our hearts, right? So that is where we need to correct and make amends. Jazakumullah khair for joining us uh, today, Sheikh. It was beautiful talking to you. And I think we can keep talking about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam maybe for days. And, and, and we would not end because there's so much that we can talk about him. There's so many examples. There's so much. But, uh, you know, every program has to end, so the, the Sira will not end. And I would like to encourage uh, all of you listeners, if you have the time, go open the books of Sira. And maybe to your family members, to your, to your close ones, to your friends, read a little bit about the Sira of the Prophet There are so many salam. books in every single language. No matter what language you have and you're fluent with, you know, I'm sure you will find a book for yourself. Find a book about the seerah of the Prophet Read about the Prophet more. His characteristics, his his a'mal, his worship. Every single aspect he did 
there is it's recorded in the books read it the books of hadith itself is sufficient so read it inshallah ta'ala and that way at least we could get close to the prophet sallallahu to a certain extent and that's the best advice we could give you and i'm sure you will take it as an action item uh, after this talk uh, you will be able to take it up and 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 practice it on a daily basis and i'm sure inshallah you'll get close to the prophet sallallahu and we all collectively can get close to the prophet sallallahu uh, khair sheikh for joining us today it was nice uh, having you on the show absolutely nice talking to you after uh, really long time we, we haven't met personally in a while <laughs> yes, uh, because yes, of the covid yes. situation inshallah maybe uh, in the time to come uh, we can meet and we can uh, talk jazakumullah khair for joining and i'm sure all the viewers as well they enjoyed listening to you they they loved uh, listening to your perspectives on this and until i uh, meet you another time sheikh jazakumullah khair and all of you thank you very much for joining us today and i uh, talk Barakallah. to you guys in the other episode uh, and i'm sure we'll have uh, samir yunus back then uh, by that time i'm sure uh, you might have had to tolerate uh, my hosting a little bit because it's not par with uh, samir's hosting uh, until i talk to you guys next time jazakumullah uh, khair wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh